Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning. It is the Bart Winkler Show. Toby Altizer in for Bart Winkler today alongside Tim Shea. The reason I'm in for Bart Winkler, he's down in Canton, Ohio. Make sure you check out the Road to Canton show. Leroy Butler has officially received his gold jacket. The Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022 is going to be enshrined tomorrow. The Wendy's Big Show. Check it out starting at 10 a.m. here on 1250 a.m. The Fan or on your Odyssey app. They're going to be broadcasting from Canton with Gary Ellerson and Bart Winkler. Also, make sure you tune in to the Road to Canton show tomorrow starting at 7 a.m. here on The Fan. Bart Winkler is going to be talking with you guys about Leroy's career and his story forever being immortalized in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. The Road to Canton today and tomorrow on 1250 AM. The Fan brought to you by Pick and Save, Current Electric, and Schneider National. 414-677-1250 if you want to hop in on the conversation as we continue talking about the Milwaukee Brewers. Talk for them with them about them a little bit more today, and then we got to get into the good stuff. We got to talk some Packers football, of course. Ryan Horvath's going to come up at nine o'clock. We'll talk with him about the Packers, and we also got to talk about football being back. Hall of Fame game last night. We'll talk about that. Also talk about Leroy heading into the Hall of Fame. So make sure you keep it tuned here to twelve fifty a.m. The fan and never miss a moment from the Bart Winkler Show ever again. Download the free Odyssey app and listen. Whenever and wherever works best for you when you download the Bart Winkler Show as a podcast. Again, 414-677-1250 as we talk about these Milwaukee Brewers. Let's get out to Skyler on the north side. Skyler, what's going on, man? Yo, what's going on? Hey, man, this is what this is how I feel about the situation. Now, I know a lot of people don't want to do this, but look, that's my whole thing. Yes. The owner is being cheap, and something is going on. Something is, uh, as far as David Stern, something's going on. I think he probably got one foot out the door. 
Well, he should because he should, he's a hell of a GM. He shouldn't be here wasting his time and his talents with this team. I'm, I'm sorry. He shouldn't. So at the end of the day, what we need to do, stop putting seats. Stop putting butts in them seats because he's, if he want to be cheap, let him be cheap, but don't support. Don't I mean? Don't watch him on television. Make make that stadium empty as possible. Watch him on television. Support him that way. Support him on television. And if he threatened to leave, threatened to leave, oh well, let him leave. This is a rich enough city, a rich enough baseball city where some new owner will come in and um you know um buy um. Relocate if he want to relocate, let him. Cause uh, this is a baseball city, so we'll get another baseball team. Just make sure we get a, a owner that's going to that's willing to spend the money. This man is a billionaire, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, what's funny is I never me and my me and my um, friend, uh, we are really big. We big. We was we big Bucks Bucks fans, and he he told me one day he just broke it down. He said, you know what, scholar. Man, I'm gonna just keep it 100, man. The Bucks ain't gonna never win a championship until they get. He said until they get uh, rid of Herb Cole. He said I appreciate what Herb Cole did and stuff like that, but the Bucks never is gonna win a championship unless we get new ownership. And so far, and, and and so be it. He was absolutely right. I mean, he said, and I told him, I said, you know what, you was right. We got new ownership. Boom. We had championship team and we relevant and we 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 one of the teams that's talked about. Every NBA season, as one of the favorites to win a championship, man. Whoever thought of that? So, with that being said, man, stop supporting um, this dude, man. I mean that because I'm looking at that trade. I really wasn't upset at first, but now that I look at it and all these things that the details about the trade, man, that was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that was just ridiculous to give up Hater, and, and and you knew you could get a top prospect, and then like they said, you let. Them get a, get a, have enough to go get uh, Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. That was like a slap in the face. It, it, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. It, it was disrespectful. It was just, it, it was. So, yeah, man. We, we, we all need to just stop supporting them, man. Just stop putting butts in the seats, man. Stop that, man. If you want to relocate, oh well, we'll find a new owner that's gonna spend some money and win championships here. Forget sustaining competitiveness. We want to win championships. This Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we about championships. Bucks, Green Bay, we about championships. Period. Skyler, appreciate the phone call, man. Appreciate it. Yep. 414-677-1250. That's 100% true. Now that the Bucks have won one, the Packers obviously have had a high expectation for years. It is about winning championships in the state of Wisconsin. It's not about this sustained success anymore. You've seen the sustained success. You've seen it with the Packers. You're sick of that. You won a Super Bowl. You've seen it with the Brewers now, and you're sick of that. You won a World Series. And to an extent, you saw it with the Bucks for a little bit, and you're getting pretty sick of that as well. You wanted the NBA Finals championship. And luckily, the Packers have given you a Super Bowl. It's been a little bit, but at least they gave you one. And the Bucks just recently gave you an NBA Finals trophy. That's not been the case with the Milwaukee Brewers. They don't get a pass here. They've got to really step up to the plate. And the fact that they are looking more to the future and looking more to just continue to win baseball games in three years shows that they're not all in on trying to win championships. That's not their goal. Their goal is to have a shot at winning a championship. And, you know, maybe this is the right approach for them to have. Maybe it is. I don't like it. I, I, I don't think it's the right approach. 
but maybe the way they look at it is we play in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We play in a small market. We're never going to have the best team. We're never going to be able to build a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers or the New York Yankees or the Mets or any of those sort of teams. So maybe this is the way that they look at doing it and trying to find under-the-radar guys. But when you start looking ahead when you're already in it, then I I think you've lost the focus of what the ultimate goal of sports is, and that's winning. I, I don't think that this Brewers team is serious about trying to win a World Series because there were ways that they could improve this baseball team and give themselves a little bit more of a chance. Now, I'm not saying that they had a really good shot to win the World Series this year. I'm not saying that. But they definitely didn't help their chances by going out and making the moves that they did. They could have tried something like bringing in a bat, or they could have tried something by just adding a reliever. But to get rid of Josh Hader and do it the way they did just didn't make any sense to me, and I don't think that it puts a positive message into that clubhouse that we're all in about winning. Because if you're a player, you're all in about winning. You're all in trying to figure out how you can make this team better. And the Brewers organization as a whole was not in it to win. One other thing that I want to read here before we get into some Packers talk here in just a little bit. So Luke Barker tweeted something out last night uh, talking about the Milwaukee Brewers, and I thought this was really interesting because not that Luke Barker is anything incredibly special, but he tweets this out last night talking about his time with Milwaukee. He says, I want to give an update on my last few days. Tuesday night, I was informed I had been DFA'd by the Brewers, Wednesday morning, I underwent Tommy John surgery. By Wednesday night, I had been released per the conditions of my DFA. Today, I was informed, today as in yesterday, today I was informed there was no interest from the club to re-sign me to a minor league contract and my rehab would be outsourced to the facility of my choosing. Unfortunately, this means my time as a member of the Milwaukee Brewers organization has come to an end. I'll let others decide whether a team releasing a player on surgery day is ethical. I'll let others decide if the MLBPA allowing for injured players to be DFA'd makes them an effective union. For now, I'm just thankful for my family, for the friends I've made in the past six seasons, for Dr. Camp and the team at Mayo Clinic, and for all of those who have followed along. I'll be back next season on to the next challenge. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No, that uh, that's not a good look. No, it's not. Not a good look at all. And I, I don't understand why you would consider that the right move to do. You could throw him on the injured list. He's not going to take up a 40-man spot if you throw him on the 60-day injured list. At least help him out through you know, the first stages of surgery and recovery or whatever the case may be. Is it getting to the point now that the Brewers are getting cheap and they won't even pay for those sort of things where they don't want to treat their guys the correct way? and make sure that they can have their surgeries paid for and stuff for working for their organization. I don't quite understand what the Brewers are doing here. I mean, think back across this entire week for the Brewers and what it has meant. I think everyone's opinion of this team has taken a direct 180-degree turn just from the beginning of this week. Right early in this week, 
we were talking about how they'd come out hot out of the All-Star break and how everything was going well. Now we're talking about them in trading Josh Hader. We're talking about them losing baseball games. And now you have this about Luke Barker, and it doesn't sound like they're taking their players' interests seriously. It doesn't sound like they're caring about those fringe guys. Those guys getting paid on the Major League roster are one thing. But for a guy like Luke Barker, who's worked his way to get onto a big league ball club finally, and he has an injury, he's going to have to have Tommy John, and for the Brewers to DFA him and do that the day before his surgery and then release him the day of his surgery with no intent to bring him back, that's just not right. That's not how you treat athletes. That's not how you go about making sure that these teams or these guys want to come to play for the Milwaukee Brewers because these guys are humans. They want to be treated with respect. They want to be treated with love. They want to be treated the right way, and that is not the correct way to treat your players. When there's an injury for your team, you should take care of that. You just should. Not saying that he needed to be a big part of the Brewers' future, not saying that he had to be someone that the Brewers kept around for loads and loads of time, but to get rid of him the day before his surgery and ultimately release him the day of his surgery when he's got so much else going on is just not right. That's not the right way to treat people. That's not how you do it. And if that's going to be the way this Brewers organization is going to work, then good luck bringing in some of this talent that you want to bring in. Good luck. You're not going to become a destination that people want to come to. There are already plenty of reasons why people don't want to come to Milwaukee. I'm not trying to disparage the city of Milwaukee. I'm just saying there are plenty of reasons why players don't want to come to Milwaukee, one of them being that they don't get paid as much to come play for the Brewers as they do for other organizations. And now you're going to add in this, where they're maybe not trading their pl- treating their players the best way possible? It's just not a good look for the Brewers. It's been a terrible week for this organization. They just need to win to get this thing back on track and have this all over. We need to have something positive to talk about. There's literally nothing positive to talk about with the Brewers, unless you want to reach you know, in and say that Freddie Peralta coming back is the positive. And I, that is a positive. That's good. But that's about it. That's about it. 414-677-1250. Let's get out to Dave and Cudahy. Dave, what's going on, man? Good morning, gentlemen. Ooh, big win yesterday, 6-2, especially <laughs> over those Norfolk Tides. That's right. Time rivals, Sal Freelick going 2-4, mm-hmm. big game. Hell yeah. We should Sorry. just start watching the sounds instead of the Brewers. I'll watch anything else because I hate being in this situation. I hate looking at the air-quoted hall for hater and only being able – to reach out for the Blackberry brandy and drink straight from the bottle. So I'm going to continue to look and bring up these minor league clubs because if we are looking towards the future, then I might as well stay there and watch how a real club is run. Yeah, I mean, if if they're looking to the future, you might as well look to the future too, right? Especially with the way things are going right now. This this, Nielsen Lamette situation is just ridiculous. What, What? in the God's name of baseball happened this week. When did everyone start drinking river water and 
just completely lose their mind. I I can't function anymore with how this club is run. It, it's just infuriating. And whether it be from Stearns or even higher up to Atanasio, I am just so angered. It is making me insane. And I may not have the the brandy next to me, but I do have a can. So I'm just going to take it and I'm going to run with it. And I'm going to hope that the uh, ABV of this is enough to get me through the day. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I don't know what to do at this point. I can't. They have to win tonight. I'm doing the post-game show tonight, and if they lose tonight, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. The lo- winning or losing isn't going to wipe off the stank that is currently sitting on the Brewers. Oh, that is this true for team, sure. They got to win. This team is, is done. They it's need to win, though. They need to win to give us something positive to talk about because I'm so what? sick of talking about this Brewers team negatively and so just, period, talking about this Brewers team the way we've had to talk about them. I love talking about the Brewers and passing when, you know, we've got the people calling, complaining, why are you talking about the Brewers? Talk about the Packers and all the stuff that goes on with that. And that's usually because, you know, we're just talking Brewers just to talk Brewers for the fun of it and keeping people updated. Now we're talking Brewers because we have to talk Brewers. That's the story right now. Why are they a story? Because they don't care about winning. Surprise! Ding, 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 ding. Oh, look at that. You know, stuff that we didn't, uh, didn't already know, but we refused to believe in it until the situations absolutely arise. Uh, this Brewers team has done this for so long, Toby, uh, and I, I'm, sure, I'm sure you could even think back uh, you know, for anyone else, so, you know, Tim, uh, yeah, Bart, and you'll start to realize that that's just Athanasio as an owner. And, yeah, you know, I don't blame David Stearns at all because, I, I, again, I hear the post-game or uh, the post-trade deadline interview, and he sounds broken. He did not have any call on this. I, I feel safe in saying that. I just feel bad for this club and bad for the people that have worked so hard, you know, to try to put together a, a decent season at a club that, I mean, realistically, even b- before um, the hater trade, th- this team wasn't going to win a world series. It just wasn't. And now you just doubled down on the hot garbage that is the Milwaukee Brewers. Dave, appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah. Have a good one. Gosh, even he doesn't. We're even good. getting the <laughs> dismayed have a good one from David yeah. Cudahy. You know it's not good. I saw that someone on Twitter took a screenshot. They updated Mark Adonazio's Wikipedia. Oh, boy. His Milwaukee Brewers page mm-hmm. talks about when he bought the team. And then it says, on August 1st, 2022, Adonazio forced his general manager, David Stearns, to trade away reliever Josh Hader proving he is a cheapskate and will never want this team to win. (laughs) I love it when people go on and update Wikipedias with stupid stuff like that. It's great. We're going to take a quick break here, but also want to remind you that it is the 7 a.m. Wendy's What's for Breakfast Hour here on The Fan. Is it a Wendy's Breakfast Baconator kind of day or a new Wendy's Hot Honey Chicken Biscuit Combo Day, Sweet with a Kick of Heat? Any of the Wendy's Breakfast Combos, 
Now you know what's for breakfast at Wendy's. We'll take a quick break, then continue to talk a little more Brewers, and then we'll get into some NFL talk next here on the Bart Winkler Show with Toby and Tim. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's the Bart Winkler Morning Show. Toby Altizer alongside Tim Shea here in the Lakeland University Studios. Lakeland University's earn co-op credit for work experience at lakeland.edu. In for Bart Winkler today because him and Gary Ellerson are down in Canton, Ohio. Make sure you tune into the Wendy's Big Show today starting at 10. They'll be broadcasting live from Canton, Ohio, talking with you guys about Leroy and his career as he heads into the Pro Football Hall of Fame tomorrow. Also, make sure you check out the Road to Canton show with Bart Winkler tomorrow morning starting at 7 a.m. as he talks about Leroy's career and his story forever being immortalized. The Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. The Road to Canton shows today and tomorrow brought to you by Pick and Save, Kern Electric, and Schneider National. 414-677-1250. 
Let's get out to Brick and West Alice. Brick, what's going on, man? Morning, guys. Uh, I don't know. I just want to. I don't. I don't think Suns gets a pass, right? I don't think it was his ultimate decision, but he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to go along with Mark Antonacci. I know it's his boss. He could have done whatever he wanted, gotten fired, and had a job with the Mets tomorrow because they want him so bad. Well, and the other thing so, too is. If he was told, yes, you have to trade him, didn't have to be to the Padres and didn't have to be for that. I think that Mark Antanasio got a call and said, hey, do this. That's what I think. I did. That's the only thing that I can make sense. I've just been trying to wrap my brain around this for like all week. And it's a call like, from who? I don't know. Mark, Mark Antanasio got a call from the Padres owner. It's like, hey, we'll give you this for a hater. And he's like, good enough. Stearns, do it. And Stearns. Stearns being a you know being a good boy, doing what is, what, what what he's told, made the trade. That's the that's the only reason that makes sense that they didn't make a single call out about Hater. Well, and I don't that's have a that. problem with them calling not calling out about Hater because it means that they weren't planning on trading him. But after you decide that, hey, we're probably going to do this Padres trade, wouldn't you then make the call out? Wouldn't you then say, hey, uh, Mets or whoever else you're going to try and trade them to Yankees, whoever else is in on it, Dodgers, whatever. If you're going to help National League teams, why not? Wouldn't you call Toby, them and say, can you match this? Toby, 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 Toby. You're using logic <laughs> in a scenario where we cannot find any logical explanation, which tells me it, it wasn't a David Stearns move. Mm-hmm. Even even if Mark A said, hey, we got to trade Hater. I don't want to pay that 16 16- ish million he'll probably get through arbitration next year i don't want to pay it stearns isn't going to trade for essentially two middle of the road prospects because that's what it came down to in the end of the trade yeah but he's willing to pay four and a half for a guy that hasn't pitched in two years yeah i so i i don't know it's i've been wrapping my brain around trying to figure out this logically and there's no logical explanation other than someone's ego got in the way, and they didn't want to do something, and Stearns went along with it. And this locker room, man, this locker room's broken. I haven't seen a group of, I haven't seen a group of people this, this down and, and depressed since I was in fifth grade and our class chinchilla died. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I mean, they're short, short of a kid sitting in the corner crying his eyes out. This is basically the same vibe that I'm getting when I was, a, when, I was a, when I was 10 years old and our class chinchilla died in the middle of science class. No, I get that. I do. It does feel like there's just no energy in that clubhouse, and everyone seems why, dejected. Why would they? Why would they give effort? Why? Why would they bust bust their backsides for for a GM and an owner that said, "Hey, you're not good enough. We don't really care about you right now. Let's worry about tomorrow." Why? Why would they care about today? Why? Yeah, no, I don't they, blame they, you. I I I, 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 I one hundred agree. I would love for someone to come up and say, yeah, I struck out today because I was worried about a game tomorrow. Worried about the future. I'm not worried about today. You know, I, we'll get, I'll get better tomorrow, and that's really what matters, and just keep saying that every single day for <laughs> the rest of the season. And I, would, I would love it. I would buy that guy's jersey, and I would, I would send him a bouquet of edible flower arrangement or whatever. I don't know. If and then that, just look dead in the cameras long. and take a bite out of an apple. Yeah. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't, I don't know who's got... I don't know who's got the gumption in that locker room to do that, but hopefully it happens. But. <laughs> Brick, appreciate the phone call, man. 
I hope I hope you guys have a good one, and I hope Antonio has the day he deserves. <laughs> Talk to you later, Brick. 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250. It's going to be very interesting tonight because you would imagine with this whole honoring the 1982 team again, mm-hmm. uh, what the reaction will be when he gets introduced, Mark, Mark uh, Antanasio. Is he going to go down on the field? I would imagine if they're doing a big celebration, he's been down there for the other ones that they've done. So um, I would make a – I would throw in a – Curveball there and not go down. They well, I, I think he has to. No, he does not. Well, well, okay. So then you get away from that. But this whole weekend they're honoring guys. So yeah. So don't go down on the field. Just he's, stay he's out of it. He's gonna be down there. His seats are right there. Well, that is true. But at least wait until what the the, the game starts. Well, wait till at least you win a game or two in this series. The bad thing is tonight we're not gonna be able to watch this. Usually they televise. No, that's these a things. good thing. I guess. I mean, I want to see the reaction. Yeah, that is true. I do want to know what people are saying. and what I'm sure that there's going to be some boos out there tonight at American Family Field. I'm sure that Mark Adonacio is not going to be as well-received as he'd like. Because, I mean, th- this is just absurd. And Brick is right. This just doesn't have a feeling of something that David Stearns did. And he's right, too, that David Stearns isn't necessarily fully excused you could have gotten a better deal so I don't know exactly know what's happened there but it just does not seem everything seems a little bit fishy everything seems a little bit off because we've seen David Stearns be able to work his magic in the past and now we're seeing him just get fleeced in a trade for one of his best players something doesn't add up there 414-677-1250, 414-677-1250. Now we'll get into John and Franklin. John, what's going on, man? Good morning, Toby. It's good to to be on with you again, my friend. How's it going, John? It's not going well. Um, You know, we're all sitting here trying to make sense of this whole thing, and, you know, it's like, everything people are saying, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with all of it. It's like, what what are you thinking? What are you thinking? And, and you couldn't make a you couldn't make a bad deal with an American League team unless you thoroughly believe Hader is absolutely done, and you think he's a ticking time bomb, and it's going to work back to your advantage. If that if that's I mean we're talking like diabolical you know like crazy scheme type you know stuff here. But I guess the question I have: Could they have done a better job? of absolutely taking all the air out of the balloon of this <laughs> retreaded, bring back the legends of the past that didn't get it done. You know, the, the thing with the 82 team, God bless them. Could, could they have let the air out of the, out of the party balloon any better than they have? Well, here's, here's a theory for you. Bart isn't here, so I'll give you the crazy off-the-wall theory. David Stearns is sick of them celebrating a team that lost the World Series 40 years ago, so he traded Josh Hader away to demoralize the clubhouse, to demoralize the fan base so that they'd realize how stupid this is. I mean, it feels (laughs) good to just say crazy stuff because, I mean, if we're going to do crazy, (laughs) let's just all do crazy, right? (laughs) Totally agree. I mean, I, I just I don't get it. And if you think I'm going to the ballpark this weekend, guess again. <laughs> John, appreciate it, man. Have a good weekend. Good weekend. I'm out.
414-677-1250. All right. I'm done talking Brewers. I'm done. Thank you. I'm done. I mean, we got to focus on the good stuff that's yeah. going on. Leroy's going into the Hall of Fame. That's obviously a good thing. And football's back. Aaron Rodgers talked to the media the other day, so we'll hear some from him. Interesting things that he had to say, so we'll hear from Aaron Rodgers and what he had to say in Green Bay coming up next here on the Bart Winkler Show with Toby and Tim. 12.50 a.m., the fan, it's the Bart Winkler Show. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Tim Shea. It's the Wendy's What's for Breakfast Hour here on the fan. Is it a Wendy's breakfast baconator combo day or a new Wendy's hot honey chicken biscuit combo day sweet with a kick of heat? Any of the Wendy's breakfast combos, now you know what's for breakfast at Wendy's. Want to get into Aaron Rodgers' comments here in just a second, but (laughs) in things that you just can't make up and make it any better, going on in Cleveland this month, (laughs) the National (laughs) Massage Therapist Convention, just a block away from the Cleveland Browns Stadium. You can't make this stuff up, man. You can't. I don't know. Gut feeling right now. How many games does Deshaun Watson play this year? Zero. You don't think he plays at all? I I just, I feel like the NFL, I, this is going to go back and forth for a while. You know what? I'll go with eight. Give me eight. Yeah, me I think he gets season. probably around a 10-game suspension, 12 games. So I think he plays a little bit, but... I don't know. I don't know at this point. I don't know. All right, enough about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about that. I don't. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. So he talked to the media up in Green Bay, had some interesting things to say, so we'll hear from Aaron Rodgers. He talked about Devontae Adams and if the playbook has changed at all and how this training camp is looking. Not necessarily. It's just that he was in the position to be the one most of the time. So now that obviously gets switched around. But I said it many times, Devontae was usually open. So when you have a usually open guy in the number one spot on many of the reads, he's going to get the lion's share of the targets. And I think that's fine. You know, I know we complain all the time about Devontae and Aaron Rodgers and Oh, all Aaron looks at is Devontae and this and that. Okay, I get that. But when he's the number one read on plays, when he's the number one receiver, and like he said, is always open, then, I mean, that's just naturally going to be the case. And now it's going to be different to see how he adjusts to not having Devontae Adams on this team. Aaron Rodgers also talked about how he thought the offense has played so far in training camp. I think it's kind of gone how we thought it would go. You know, defense... uh other than the first day, has been giving us uh, some issues up front. But there's been some days where we've ran the ball really well, I think. I thought, you know, we had a couple good uh, periods yesterday, one-on-ones. I thought looked really, really good for us. I love, I love doing one-on-ones, and it's good for our young guys to go against veteran guys like we had matched up yesterday. Red zone drills, you know, usually favor the defense uh, early in camp. Uh, I don't think we're doing a great job in some of the protection pickups, but the best part is there's a lot of film to correct. Coaches love that, and a lot of guys are you know, starting to click in and, and have uh, some better practices. Yeah, and I mean, generally, you're going to have the defense ahead of the offense early in camp, and especially this defense with this offense. So I don't think there's anything surprising there, but 
I mean, you would like to hear that they're clicking a little bit better, but luckily haven't had the first preseason game yet. So get everything clicking, get everything rolling. It's about go time for preseason week one, family night tonight, have preseason games next week. So just let's have everything starting to start trending in the right direction now. I'm not super worried yet, but at some point we got to get this offense rolling. He also talked about Romeo Dubs and how impressive he's looked in this training camp. And I think that's been the guy that's been the media darling. Everybody's been talking about him. But also the fans are getting excited about this guy, and I think with good reason. Here's what Aaron Rodgers had to say about Romeo Dubs. You know, it's never been too big for him. Uh, I really like the approach. He's a very humble kid, but you're starting to see the personality come out a little bit, which is fun to see. He's had a lot of opportunities, which has been great. You know, with Sammy not, not practicing a couple days and obviously Christian being out, a lot of opportunities for him. He's made the most of it. I thought, you know, it's not just the team stuff. I thought he ran good routes yesterday into one-on-ones against, against Stokes. And, you know, it's just a matter of the mental stuff. You know, he's still making some mental mistakes, but you expect those. Um, it's it's the uh, the approach though and his release patterns. He gets the ball with his hands. He's you know every single day. You guys know you've been watching. There's been at least one kind of wow play from him, and that's kind of rare for a young guy uh, like that. Now we've had some guys over the years kind of do that, but you know they're all in the top ten I think in the Packers receiving history. So good start for him. Yeah, I mean that makes you excited about Romeo Dobbs. What kind of ex- expectations do you have for him now that you've kind of heard all these things? Because I mean, I expect him now to probably be out there week one with the starting group. I expect him to probably be getting as many snaps right up there with Lazard and those guys. I think he's going to be the number two wide receiver on the outside for the Packers week one. And so I think he's going to have an opportunity right away to make a big impact. And I mean, could you see him going for seven, 800 yards this season? I could if he's going to continue to play like this and if Rodgers is talking about him like that, why couldn't he have a really good season? You normally don't hear Rodgers talk like like that about rookie rookie wide receivers. Well, and that's the thing. Rodgers is very careful in what he says. He's always been very calculated on how he addresses the media and what he says. So he's not going to go out there and be you know, causing all types of headlines and stuff just for the heck of it. You know, he does love drama. There's no doubt about that with Aaron Rodgers, but... He's not going to be over the top with these things unless he truly feels that way about a player or he's convicted about something and that's how he's going to be. He truly believes that Romeo Dubs has been probably the best receiver, and you heard that from multiple people up in Green Bay from what you've seen. It He's been the guy that stood out the most in camp, and credit to Goody and his, coaching, uh, his scouting staff and the coaching staff for doing a good job. A fourth-round guy comes in, and he's been able to make a difference right away for this football team. And there's opportunities to be had there. There's opportunities to be had. And Romeo Dobbs looks like he's coming up and taking a hold of those opportunities. And I don't know, maybe he comes out and has a really good rookie season. And if that's the case, maybe you feel a lot better about this receiving core and this offense in general. I'm excited. And now it's just about carrying this over onto the field. We've heard plenty of people play well in training camp and do various things, but now it's about going out there on the field and proving it. So many times with these guys, though, you hear one good day of camp followed up by a poor day, and then maybe they flash another day or whatever the case may be. With Dobbs, it's been every single day. So 
I don't know. I got faith that he can be something for this Packers team this year. And one guy that they're really going to have to rely on, too, is Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And Aaron Rodgers talked a little bit about both of them here. Yeah, I think he's fantastic out of the backfield. He's done a lot of stuff for us in that respect. You know, coming out of the backfield and catching balls, running option routes, uh, threw a whole shot to him against Atlanta a couple years ago. Uh, he made an incredible catch against Washington, backed up uh, to kind of put that game away. So he's, you know, and then the Chiefs game at the Chiefs in, what, 19, he took a screen and went 75, ran a sluggo outside and basically scored but barely stepped out of bounds. Uh, he's very versatile. But let me just highlight the mayor of Door County. When he came in here, you know, he was a big back who you expect to be able to run power really well. And I feel like of all the people we've had in the last three years, he's got to be in a very short list of guys who have improved so drastically. And his pass-catching ability is really, really solid. And he's made difficult catches look easy over the last couple years in this training camp. And I couldn't be more proud of 28 and his approach, uh, the, the way that he's handled not just being a player in this locker room, an ascending player, but a member of this community. A.J. Dillon, is, uh, he's a Green Bay guy now. That gets you excited about that running back room because as much as you want to talk about the question marks on this offense and looking at the receiving core and the tight ends and the offensive line, A.J. Dillon's going to be a stud. He's going to be able to pound the rock. And Aaron Jones is going to be a incredible weapon for this Packers team. They're going to use him out of the backfield. They're going to run routes with him. They're going to be able to use him as a receiver more. I think you're going to see him unlocked a little bit more. And they're going to, almost because they're forced to, but they're going to use him in a Alvin Kamara type way, like the Saints have done with him for years. So I'm excited to see what they can do with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon this year. And a lot of the offensive success, you know, we talk about Romeo Dobbs and all these guys, but I think a lot of the offensive success is going to depend on how much you can get out of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon because those are the two mainstays outside of Aaron Rodgers in terms of playmakers. And if those guys can step up to the plate and do what they're asked and do what they're you know, kind of been expected to do and the expectations for them are going to be high, but what they've shown you they can do in the past, then this offense could be something similar to what it was last year in terms of production. It's going to look a little bit different, but maybe you'll be able to get a similar type production where they were top 10 in both yards and points. I don't know if they'll get to quite that mark, but if A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are both living up to their expectations, then this offense should be just fine. So the other thing he ends up talking about, too, is he talks about that there needs to be some trust when you get some new guys, and there needs to be some time for them to develop that trust. Here's Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. It's, it's not a should. It's just it's when it happens. It's the combination of uh, performance and preparation. Uh, those two are both really, really important. And it's the ability to recall things in the moment very quickly, to expect, you know, certain hand signals or adjustments in real time. And it's a process. Everybody takes different amounts of time. It's been years for certain guys. It's been weeks for certain guys. So it's just really about the performance. And when it's paired with the preparation, it's a, 
the beginning of the trust being built and then it grows over the years and like you've seen with some of the rapport I've had with some guys here you know it can be pretty uh, pretty dangerous when you're speaking the same language telepathically he also talked about Christian Watson if he's a little bit worried about him falling behind because of his knee injury I'm a little bit worried about Christian Watson because when can he actually come in here and make a difference for this football team and you got to think that He's losing valuable reps for this team. And now, with Dobbs stepping up, where's that role going to be for him? And if he's not able to build that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, when's he going to be able to get out on the football field and make an impact? I would think maybe middle to late end of the season, which is fine because hopefully this is a football team that gets into the playoffs and he can make an impact then. But still, I'd like to see that guy on the field, and we just haven't seen it yet. There were rumors going out yesterday. I don't know how true or what they what they are, but that he may not even be able to get back out till the start of the season. Yeah, and that's you talked with Rob Reichel yesterday and he said he might not be back till September. So Which that is, doesn't give you a whole lot of hope that he's gonna be ready to go for the regular season and be able to make much of an impact any earlier than what, like week eight? Now you really need those receivers to step up that are that are left out there. One hundred percent. This is I mean I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to say you're floating with disaster, but without you know picking a late pickup, you know the Packers are known for going out there the last week or so of training camp to get, you know, make a little splash. So do they make a move? Do you pick up another wide receiver? I know there's really nothing out there, but they're going to need to do something if he's not ready to play week one. And if you said, or like you said, if you know if he's not if he's not ready to go till week one, he won't make an impact at least until the halfway through the season. Here's Aaron Rodgers if he's a little worried about Christian Watson. No, not a big concern. I mean, he's he's a really smart kid. I know he scored really high on the Wonderlook test. I want to retest if he's higher than me, but uh, <laughs> but no, he is a smart kid. Uh, you know, it's it'd be nice if we could get him off the pop so he can do some of the walkthrough stuff, but. He'll be fine. He's super athletic. He went through the whole offseason program with us, the OTAs and minicamp, and he's been in my hip pocket. You guys have seen he's been in my hip pocket asking questions uh, after periods and and uh, during individual time, so uh, I'm not, not worried about him. At least he's doing all the right things. At least he's making sure that he's hanging around with Aaron Rodgers and trying to just pick his brain and learn all the things, and they asked him about that, Aaron Rodgers, I'm talking to these young guys and trying to get them up to speed. Here's Aaron Rodgers. Well, I want to win badly, and you got to communicate to win. Uh, with Christian and with Romeo and Samari, it's a lot of uh, me teaching them and reminders about certain situations that they probably haven't thought of before or might not have had reminded in their room, which is no knock on Jason because he does a fantastic job. But there's just little things through the experience I've had over the years that, that are good reminders for those guys. Rasul is one of the smartest guys I've ever played with. He reminds me a lot in the deepest respect of Charles Woodson. Uh, he has incredible ball skills. He baits you at practice. He has the competitive fire that, that Charles did. But that may have looked like me talking to him, but it was as much him talking to me. I love picking his brain because his ability to see the game and concepts and I think it's important that we share both sides. Me sharing with the defense, their disguise, uh, their uh, eye discipline on certain things that can help them. And I need their feedback, like I told them the other day, on the receivers. You know, you got to let me know because we're trying to win here. It's not about competitive advantage in practice. 
what can I tell these young guys on how to little things to improve the route running, uh, their eye discipline, the just little things in the details. So I love picking uh, Jaws' brain and, and Rasul's brain, especially and and, uh, and Sav and and Adrian as well. I think that's interesting that he compares Rasul Douglas to Charles Woodson there and says that he's picking his brain to figure out what he's seeing on that side. I think that's good. That's the kind of communication you want to see within a team. But for him to give him that sort of praise is really cool. It's really cool for Rasul Douglas. It's really cool for the Packers that they went out and got this guy off of a practice squad. And he comes over and he's getting impaired in terms of knowledge and stuff to Charles Woodson. I mean, that's a great find by the Packers, but it's also important for Rasul Douglas to understand how important he is to this football team. And I think it makes you feel good if you're on that defensive side of the ball that Aaron Rodgers is trying to figure things out with you guys, and he trusts you guys. He understands how talented you are, and so he wants to see what you're seeing and be able to make this team better. I think that shows a commitment to winning from Aaron Rodgers that – I'm sure we knew that they had, and we that's generally what a team is going to do. You're going to work together on both sides of the ball to try and make each other better. But just hearing that out of his mouth makes you feel pretty good going into this season that they're working with each other and not against each other in practice. Here's him talking about that defense and how good they've been in camp. I mean, I wouldn't say surprised. I, I would say I enjoy the the some of the the pressure packages that we got in so far. I love the, how we finished the season last year, and, and there's been some really aggressive stuff that we've been working on in practice, which is fun to go against. It tests our offense, protection schemes, and adjustments, and eye discipline. I will say the one guy that's kind of jumped out that I hadn't got to see really is is Quay. Um, you know, to see him uh, run around out there and make plays uh, has been great, and he's with an absolute pro next to him. The other thing that makes me smile the most is watching 59 because there's a little something that changes naturally when you get paid. You know, it gives you this, uh, this ju- not justification, but it kind of cements uh, the integrity of your leadership opportunity. And to watch him continue to expand that role as a leader and the lead, really the leader of the defense has been, has been great to see. And along with that, you're seeing him raise up and, and give a voice to the Rashawn Garys and Kenny Clarks and, uh, you know, of the, and, and Smash. And, and then you're seeing Preston continue to step in to his opportunity as a leader. I like hearing that, that you have Devondre Campbell really stepping up and taking ownership of that group. It's also encouraging to hear him talking about Quay Walker. I mean, we, we questioned that pick right away. When that pick first happened, like, well, is it a bit of reach, this and that? But he's got all the skills that you'd want. He's got all the athleticism you could ever want, and now it's just about developing him to the player that you want him to be. Sounds like he's flying around out there, and that's a good thing. And hopefully he can play free and loose with the Packers, and you can see him make play after play after play for them. And if that's going to be the case, then I think that pick's definitely going to be justified. But hearing Aaron talk about him and Devondre Campbell – I mean, that linebacker room is going to be very good for the Packers, and I'm excited to see what this defense can be about. One last thing here from Aaron Rodgers. He talked about our own Leroy Butler headed into the Hall of Fame. I was, I was so excited. I saw him at the, at the honors, and just to see that look in his eye was really, really special. I've known him for a number of years now. That's the beauty of being a Packer. You're always kind of around some of the older guys. And he was, you know, he was fit the criteria he was 
a top three player at his position for an extended period of time. And it's probably long overdue, but I'm really excited that he's finally going in the Hall of Fame. There you heard from Aaron Rodgers. We'll continue talking about Leroy Butler as he heads into the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Want to hear some of what he had to say on the broadcast last night on NBC with the Hall of Fame game. We'll also break down what happened in the Hall of Fame game. So, I mean, it's football. It was back, but it was like, eh. yeah. I, I Did mean, you watch any of it? Uh, here and there. I was waiting yeah. for the Leroy stuff. Yeah, um, so we, we, I had it on, but I was yep. watching some yep. other stuff with it on the phone and whatnot. But it was good to see Leroy out there enjoying his time. Also, make sure that you keep it tuned here because that's where Gary and Bart Winkler are. So you can listen to the Wendy's Big Show. They're live from Canton later today. We'll continue talking about the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame game, and Leroy Butler as he heads into the Hall of Fame tomorrow afternoon the Bart Winkler Morning Show. Toby Altizer, Tim Shea here on 1250 AM, The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.